I want to make sure that I'm using all the tools that I have, the best knowledge that I can related to communicate. Welcome to season six of Your Voice Matters podcast, where you will learn about the behind the scenes of the vocal coaching practice, discover unexpected stories from leaders, entrepreneurs and experts, but also fun facts and science. My name is Inez Mora, I'm an executive vocal coach, and I invite you to dive into my world, the world of voice. Hello, today my guest is Ana Carolina Almeida. She's a PhD student in biochemistry at Aston University in England. She's part of the next generation of researchers interested in exploring the potential of microorganisms in the field of technology and the advance of industrial processes. She's energetic and curious and always keen to use her voice to convey her passions and deliver a compelling message that resonates with others. Welcome, Carolina, to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, everyone. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here and I'm delightful with this presentation. Delighted. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a behind the scenes. This is the, the topic of the season. And that's why I also invited different experts and people in different fields to share uh, their experience with the voice, uh, voice training, and also um, how do you use actually the voice in your in your daily work. So the first question is is this, so where as a PhD student, and I know that you do also a lot of presentations and so on, but where is the voice important in your, in your life? Okay, so I think that communication is the key for everything, personal life, professional life. Speaking of my professional life, I think I need to use my voice to communicate with my supervisors in my PhD. With my team, not, it's not my team, the team that I'm working with uh, in the lab. I have to work with people when I want to speak my what, what I do. So when I go to conferences, when I have to present my work, and I I want to I oh I've always wanted to to do it in the best way possible. So I want to make sure that every time I have a, a meeting with my supervisor, I'm going to. To, to say the topics that are the most important topics to talk about what I've been doing and the problems that I've been having and try to find the best solution. So I need to make sure that I am sending the right message to them. Uh, the same way when I'm going to a conference, for example, and I have to present my work. When I have to present my work, I like what I do. I want to show my passion. So I want to make sure that I'm using the all the tools that I have, the best knowledge that I can related to communicate, to translate the message, to, to send the message the best way. So I want them to understand what I do. I would, I want them to understand my, to feel my passion and maybe be interested in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we think about scientific communications, I think the public image, I don't know if you, that you are listening to this, if you also have this idea, sometimes they are not as interesting as they could be. I don't know if you see this in your fields that sometimes you go to conferences, you have this amazing researcher with this, uh, you know, with a message that probably will be very interesting. But the way some people use, especially scientists, I'll say, they use their 
presentation style, their voice. Um, how do I call it? Uh, it's uh, it's boring. <laughs> no, you... no, I, t I totally understand. I feel like we have a small problem that is we work in a very specific field. So, for example, I work in with a in a bacteria. I use a bacteria in my work, so I'm going to use the molecules that are in inside that bacteria. So it's something that is really specific to that bacteria. That even between scientific community, sometimes it's hard for people that work with different bacteria, with different microorganisms, or they are more chemistry related, they are more physics related. Sometimes it's hard for us to communicate what we do. And we 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 work a lot. So there's a lot of work, a lot of results, and we want to share everything we do because we worked so much, it was so hard and we failed so much. And then we accomplished, we, we in the end, we were able to find something that is interesting and i want to show to show everything to the other the audience um and we forget that there's people that work in completely different areas so we need to make them understanding what we do not explaining all the details small details like it was an absolute true and everyone has to know because not every no one knows except us basically of course <laughs> yeah Mm -hmm. And we don't need to show all the data that we have because I think we, sh we should show the data that is going to make them feel interested. So if, if they are interested, then they will come to us and they, 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 we can explain in more detail or um, we can have an interesting conversation and we create, can create a network. And that is the most important in my opinion. But I think that we never have in our studies um, we never learned about this and about how to communicate inside the scientific community and to the outside of scientific community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were mentioning two two parts. One is even inside the scientific community, you can have people from different backgrounds. So, uh, and it can be very specific, like someone with a more chemistry backgrounds uh, versus uh, physics backgrounds, and also for people outside the community. So there's two issues. And you were saying that you work so hard, you really want to, you know, to say everything and to put everything in a presentation. And I think what I see from the scientific um, uh, presentations and this kind of context is that you want, you want to say too much. And if you think, as you were saying about what's relevant for the audience, what is the message that I want to convey with this, all this data, sometimes it, it's what's missing. And you, as you said, there's a, a huge lack of training. Um, and so you can have, you know, you can be even a professor or a really well-known researcher and still don't communicate effectively. But the thing that's, that um, got my attention is that you are uh, you are starting your career, academic career. I'll not say you're not exactly in the beginning. You already have mm -hmm. some years behind you. But what triggered your interest specifically on voice? Okay. So I always valued this part the communication part and i always wanted to learn more about it and one thing was it was i met someone that meant they talked about you which is great i was like okay this is something i always wanted to learn and ines mora is someone that can help me so i never had this before this information about anyone else before um uh, and then i i wanted 
I started to have more money, which helps as well to do this, to have this kind of training. And then, and I was like, I was, I wanted to keep investing on powering my, empowering my voice, improving my communication skills because I, I moved to England. I, I never, it was my first time in a country that just speaks English. So I, I, I was not, I'm not proficient. I wanted to learn and I started having meetings and I started feeling like, I feel like that I'm not sending the right message. I feel like I'm losing my supervisors because maybe I'm not delivering the message that I wanted, that I want to deliver. I feel, I felt, for example, when I have a presentation, I feel in the end, sometimes I felt in the end, okay, I don't have that many questions. Why do I don't have that many questions? Am I being too specific? I remember that, but let me comment on that. I remember <laughs> in the beginning you, you asked me, I want them to ask questions, you know, at the end. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting because I see, I see this difference between scientific field and the corporate field. Sometimes in corporates, they feel that um, a presentation was successful if no one has questions. Like it was so clear, like everyone leaves the room with like completely clarified and so on. And in the scientific field, it's interesting because what people sometimes ask me that I want to provoke more questions and you know, interesting questions. So we wanted to have more of that. So if I understood, you already have the, 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 maybe the curiosity to work on communication slash voice. And then we have, uh, we discovered that we had someone in common and then you realize that you could get some help on this and also moving to another country and speaking to a language, a second language, which is not, not your mother tongue also. And I see this with many people that sometimes it undermines a little bit your confidence uh, because you don't feel that you have all the tools to get the message across and then voice it becomes even more important to grab the attention because you lack you can like some other things or proficiency or vocabulary um so it's also and, a way to compensate um the language and it barrier happened, it happens sometimes that for the first time when i moved to england my we were having meetings and or i was getting to know different people new people and my supervisors were like, okay, Carolina, now you can present yourself. And I was like, I never used to present myself. I never did this in my life. And if you talk with them, the during the interview, it was amazing. I was interviewed for like eight people and each of them presented themselves, saying themselves their name and wh what are their interests. They are interested in like, I am interested in proteins. I am, and I was like, whoa, I'm not used to this kind of feeling. Pitching, people pitching feeling yourself. <laughs> yeah, and feeling relaxed, presenting themselves, and I was like, okay, I want to, I want, I, I want to improve my skills on this as well because Good. it's it's nice to get to know people. It's very important, and I <laughs> I like what I do, and I want to share my passion. And if I can, I I hope people will be will feel passionate about it as well. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you you are in working in a lab. But you also have to think about the outside world and you present yourself to others, other scientists and other people. So, but we were not really trained to do that. I mean, I know about this, I know what I like, but how to translate that into a small, you know, conversation that, you know, also conveys your passion. Uh, it's an interesting, you know, link that you need to do, but, you know, between the lab and the outside world. And so when you, before joining, so we did a program together, actually we did two programs, right? I, I remember like the yes. first part <laughs> and the second part. So what were your expectations? What you, what was 
yeah, the expectations that you had before joining. So what in your mind, how do you conceive the, you know, a vocal training or a communication training? Did you have expectations before? And what were that expectation? So in my mind, talking, working with you, when I, when I thought about working with you, I thought, okay, we are go. I'm going to learn some tools about how to organize my speech. I am going to learn some tools about how to um, adjust my voice to not be monotonic, for example, which is something that I usually am, or or the opposite, because sometimes when I'm very excited, I shout, and we learn a lot about it, about how the, the tones of our voice, depending on the key messages and what we want to say to catch the interest of the audience, and that's very important. Um, uh, how to organize my presentations, how to organize my meetings, and that that's everything we worked on was like it was beyond my, beyond my expectations. And I have to admit that the second uh, part of our work was incredible for me. I so the second part of our work was more related to adjusting the, our communication to different personalities. So uh, analyzing people, um, our body language and analyzing. So there's people that are more dominant. There's people that are more detail oriented, that people that are more related to stability. And that, that is important to us to know, to adjust our speech. And when we started working on that and I, I started realizing like, okay, my supervisor, is this? Oh, my friend is very is very related to stability. So every time I want to talk with this friend, I have to adjust my speech. And and oh, I have this friend that is a perfectionist. So this this is a very detail oriented. So I need like going step by step. And I started realizing that I was catching their interest, their attention. I was like, whoa, this is incredible. This is amazing. I really loved it. I never thought about it, and it's just amazing yeah that second part so no one knows what was the first part and second part so the the first part was more focused on organizing your your ideas you know the the speech and then the voice and then we went to this communication profiles and how to create a rapport and vocal rapport and using all the techniques that you learned before but with an audience a specific audience in mind so reading the audience reading the room and see okay what are the techniques that i have that i can apply to this moment because yeah, we all have different preferences and you see that you can find, a, you know, someone that is really enthusiastic, connecting to some kind of people, but losing another part of the audience. So it's not always good to be totally enthusiastic or totally calm or totally so the variety, it's, in, it's important. Uh, and I remember that um, it's really eye-opening when you, when you know that you can use the tools that you have to adapt. But I'm wondering if people, you know, listening to this think, oh, but it's not like manipulation or is not uh, like using your voice or your communication techniques to kind of trick the others. So how do you see that? How do you see, because of course I believe it's not manipulation at all, it's respect. But how do you see that ad adaptation to others? I don't see that as manipulation. I want to, to tell you something that I like, to talk with you about something that I like. And if I say the way that for me, I feel that is the best way for uh, a person with a completely different personality is going to be boring, probably like she's too excited, she's too positive. I don't know. I'm because I'm very excited, I'm very expressive, and I'm going to say like this is amazing, this is great as 
I usually use in my vocabulary these expressions. Adjectives. <laughs> adjectives, yes. <laughs> for example, for a person that is very detail-oriented, like, okay, so um, that's, that, that, that's that's not how it works. Let's go to details. Let's go hey. to the, the, why is this interesting? Step number one, point number two, point number three. Yeah. And th that's what they like. And it's the same way of sending it. We, we ha I have one message and I'm sending that message in different ways. Mm -hmm. So it's exactly. So it's just the way you say it is different. Like the, the message is the same. Say is the same, but you adapt uh, with the, and we are here entering in a bit, you know, the, the behind the scenes, you know, the tonality, the volume, you know, the pace. Um, you adapt these things to the other person's style as well. It's like when you are walking in the street with someone who's faster than you, sometimes you catch up, you run, you want to, you know, you also walk a little faster to go, you know, to meet that other, the other person. Mm -hmm. Or uh, sometimes when we, um, I also see, so sometimes when we travel to a new place and we start getting the same kind of um, mannerisms or some keywords or you know, because we want to adapt to that region, we want to adapt to that new place and we want to create connection. So this is a way to create connection. And, and I remember that you you really like this these tools and it was this is so surprising for me. And it's like I love, <laughs> well, I, I'm I like I'm people related and everything that is related to personalities and connected people, I really value that. I really like it. So it's one of the reasons why I was so surprised, but I don't think at all it is manipulation. It's, it's, it's natives. Imagine psychologists, they need to connect with their clients and they will have clients with completely different personalities, different ways of thinking, different lives, life, um, lifestyle, different, um, experiences in life. So yeah, interests. But you, you can, not only a psychologist, a leader, you know, uh, has this in their team. You know, different people with different preferences and you get to get the message across and you have to reach everyone. Um, and it's not that difficult. You could say, oh my gosh, but now I will have to adapt my message to everyone. It's not that difficult, uh, but it's really just making a small adjustments that made all, all the difference um, in, in the other, the way they perceive the message, right? So I also remember uh, that we trained other things, like uh, also we went to your posture and you, you know, your gestures. And so it was a very comprehensive uh, program um, at the end. And when you were, one of the things that you asked in the beginning was your presentations, because also when you are presenting to a group, you have these all different personalities and uh -huh. you want to, uh, to, to grab and hold the attention of the audience. So when did you find the the program was working for you in terms of the way you were presenting and grabbing the attention of others in your presentations? I would say that since day one, so since day one, I've started using the tools from our sessions in my meetings, for example. So um, the first technique you taught me, um, I, I've started using that in my meetings. And then we ch I knew that we that changed to the one that is, we started with the problem, uh, and then the solution, and then the way to achieve that. And <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to change that. And then I remember the first presentation. I used some of the tools that we we learned until that moment, and I felt differences. 
I've, I've enjoyed the, the presentation and more, there was more people telling me like, oh, I really enjoyed your presentation. I remember you did, did this and oh, uh, you'd work with the Sleepies because that's what I work normally. And I was like, okay, so I'm changing, I'm adapting and there's some consequences with this. So it, ha it, it has an effect, <laughs> it's so had an effect. And you mentioned, because when I also really like to measure the effects, so not only in the way you felt presenting, but also, I think also it's important how the audience reacts and what's the message that gets across. So what was, you say that people were coming to you saying not only, oh, I like the presentation, because sometimes people say that like in a kind way, yes, I like it, you did well, but what was, yeah, can you be more specific in the difference, the, the, the kind of feedback that you received after applying the techniques okay really it, but it was people were coming to me telling me that uh in a different way so sometimes when we are in a group we say oh yeah nice presentation now there was people coming and say like really good presentation i really enjoy listening to your work and then started asking me things so it was a different uh way of saying that if in from my perspective, of course. Um, and, but I don't know if they realized like the techniques. I have some colleagues that they started asking me, oh, can I practice my presentations with you? I really like the way you do presentations. Uh, can I show you my presentation and you give me your opinion? And I was like, okay, that, that's really nice. Uh, okay. I feel like I'm, I'm improving slowly, but I'm improving, improving step by step. And, and it's good. I'm sending a, me a better message. I'm catching the attention of people. Um, and I realized, for example, one day I was in the pub with some... Um, Which is not unusual in England? <laughs> no, not unusual. Uh, with some colleagues and some supervisors. And some supervisor was talking to me. Oh, you work with weird mo uh, molecules. And I was like, how do you know? Oh, these molecules. And I'm like, how do you know? And he was like, because I listen to your presentations. And you say that in your presentation. I was like, okay, that's good. And uh, it's good because it's, it was something very specific and yeah. it, supervisors are always busy. They have a lot of work to do. And sometimes I think that they are there, but they are just working or thinking about something else. So yeah. it's good that I had some of them remembering well, my work. That's a very good sign. Yeah, you can replace my supervisor with my boss, my, <laughs> my colleague. Yeah, we are all super busy and... This is why where the I think the magic of voice can enter is because we live in a busy world with people are in meetings but they aren't there really. Sometimes they're just thinking about the next meeting or what they need to do later or what something that concerns them. And to really make people feel more um present and attentive to the message is really something rare <laughs> because we live in this world of disconnection sometimes and too many, too much information to to memorize and to retain. So it's also a way, an healthy way for our brain to select messages. And we know that um, our brain selects, uh, like only retains, I would say, about 25 to 30% of a meeting, for example, or a presentation. So imagine preparing like your presentation with all the care and uh, sometimes we don't put so much care on the presentation, but okay, you, you try to do your best and you, you think that everything's important again, but the audience will only take 25-30% and that's optimistic, you know, that's an optimistic statistic because sometimes it's even less. So that's why you need to be selective 
on what is the main message, if they don't listen to anything else, what is the main message that I want them to, to retain? And also use the voice uh, or the pauses or the volume or the tonality to really highlight that part and make people pay attention. So that's maybe why your supervisor remembered uh, the message. It, it was not mine, it was others. Others, others yeah, yeah, others. Others, that's, uh, I would be sad if mine didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're, you should know everything. He should know. <laughs> Inside out. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, example, sometimes when I get to conferences, uh, I remember that I, I le to listen presentations and I was like, I was scared since the first slide because I was like, this is so difficult. This is because they were, I don't know, this information is so hard. This is such a hard field. I would never understand this. I should never work on this. Um, and it happens that I had to start in some of those fields. And I was in the beginning really afraid of doing it because every time I heard about it, it was uh, in my mind, it was so complex. And in I wanted to make sure that I was sending a message and showing people that what I do, everyone can do. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity, I met someone, another PhD student, that he's very afraid of one thing that I do that is cloning. And I wanted to show her, like, you can do it. It's, it's not that hard. But I think that sometimes... We create these fears and these presentations. If they scare people, were not away. helping me. They were not helping me. They scared me. They scared me. And I was like, this person is too intelligent. I will never be he, able to learn this. Here's a provocative thought. Do you think people do it on purpose? Mm, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't I know. I will sound so intelligent and make this so complex that everyone thinks I'm really uh, in another level, which is, of course, counterproductive because. If people don't understand yeah. what you're saying at the end, what's the meaning? Yeah, I don't know if it's provocative. I think that we don't know a lot about how to communicate, um, yeah. how to give a speech, um, how to share our work to a different co community, except the people that work exactly in the same field for years. So everyone will understand what we are talking about. Um, and uh, I think the presentations are not a priority usually because we have to work in the lab. We need to have data. We need to analyze the data. We need to write papers. We need to write pro projects to have money, to work in the lab, to have the data. So, And then we have to network, to do some networking. It's important. But, but then the presentation part is not often a priority in my opinion. It's forgotten. What do you think that can change if scientists learn to communicate. What what can how how that can ha impact the world, in your opinion? I especially think... especially in the days that we live nowadays, that we need data and science, and there is climate challenges and you know very de delicate challenges around resources. So what's what's the role that scientists can play? What's that stake on this? I think that there is a gap between a scientific community and non-scientific community. And that gap is not great because everything that is the scientific community does is important for our daily life. 
all the discoveries yeah. are important. We'll have an application. And that's the thing that we as scientists should think about is that we do this because this is going to be important to the world somehow for our pharmaceutical, to understand better disease, to help people um, prevent or solve, treat some diseases. In my case, that I work much more in sustainability, um, we have to find better strategies. We are trying to find better strategies to all, to overcome this climate change problem. So, if we are able, with, if we were able to improve this communication, I think that it's going to help a lot, create creating much more interaction between a scientific community and non-scientific community and political. And the decision makers as well. Political, more networking, more money to help. Um, we will understand better what's going on and the needs because some people say that we scientists don't understand the uh, the rest of the world. May and maybe we don't. So what's going on? What can we do better okay. to improve this communication and to understand each other better? Because in the end, we want to work together towards a goal that is a common goal for yeah, all the to society. Solve, to solve problems, right? This is where also science, yeah. en science enters, is to improve our lives and to improve um, you know, our resources and, and so on. So that's why I find so interesting to work with experts with you, uh, as you, because uh, there's an important message to, you know, to get out there and you cannot stay in the lab. It's really a waste just to stay in the lab, stay within the community, scientific community, because we need social, uh, social society needs to understand what scientists are doing and also politicians and decision makers. And also it's necessary to fund uh, important uh, projects uh, in a really big scale for tackling uh, the challenges that we have. That's why it was also a pleasure to work with you, knowing that you are working in sustainability. I still remember the very complex <laughs> they're much more simple now I'm proud I'm very proud uh, but uh, indeed uh, that's that's why I think really that your voice matters so one last question Carolina which is how do you see how this 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 process uh, this program um, change your life or what is what are you doing differently now Ooh, a lot a lot um I prepare my meetings completely different now. I think twice and I think about some of our strategies every time I have to, I want to say something to someone. My my working related, non-working related, doesn't matter. Um I think I was able to I'm able now I think I I value even more the power of the our voice. Um I think this is another thing. It's, this is important to practice. So a lot of things that we learned, it's important to practice, and that's something that I also want to improve. It's be able to practice more to, in order to become normality. So I don't have to think a lot about it. Mm -hmm. um, and what are the things that you don't need to think about it? Because there are a lot of things that are integrated, and other things that you are still integrating. Uh, so what are the things that are always on top of mind and you all almost don't need to really think about it or go there to your notebook and see? 
there are some strategies of communicating that I it, the click was really fast. Uh, so, for example, starting with the problem, solution, and the way of a solution, it's I do it very. I, I'm not conscious, conscious, conscientious. All you say, <laughs> conscious. I guess a conscious. I guess uh, aware, 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 aware that. Uh, <laughs> That I that I use that strategy and the the, the why how what the why what and how okay. this is very easy for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to be honest, I think that the all the in the second um, phase of our work, people's related. I think I it's something that I is autonomous in in, in me as well. So um, I think it's clearly like I. Uh, it's automatic. I see someone and I say like, okay, this person has no time, is not here to waste time. So I have 15 seconds to catch their attention. And I don't know, I do this very, I think I I am able to behave or to communicate in a different way to different people, different personalities. And that's something that happens with me natural. Uh, But I don't know, I love that part. I value that part a lot. All of them, all of the parts that we work with are very important. That one was the most special for me. <laughs> but it is also related to my personality, I would say. So, of course. And uh, what advice can you give to more people, to other people in, in science regarding do, communication? <laughs> do more, do the training, communication training. It's very important. And don't be afraid because I feel like. Sometimes people come and say like, oh, can I practice my presentations with you? And then we have like a presentation full of information, but they don't feel confident to remove that presentation, to remove stuff from that presentation. <laughs> um, I don't know, there's some attachment like, but this is important, this is important, this is, everything is important. I don't know, just try try and see how you feel. Just go, go, go ahead. Like, Okay, well, today I'm going to just put 10% of what I have. And let's see how it goes. I don't <laughs> know, maybe. But this is me, because for me, it's easier to start something new, to go. to to. I'm a bit crazy. I, I start and then I fail and then I learn. But for some people, they have to be perfect to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's harder. And I understand we are different. Yes, but it's a good advice. Like, okay, try, give yourself the opportunity to experiment something new and see what happens, you know, see what happens if you take, I don't your presentation to a level where you are more not into the information, but more in the meaning of the message. And you really select the facts according to the audience and you tell a story and you use your voice. So there's plenty of, you know, uh, things to do. But it's a step by step, and so I, I like the, the 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 advice. Just start. <laughs> don't try to be perfect. And I think asking for for advice, and if even if you don't, I mean, if you if even if you don't have yet the opportunity to invest in such a program as you did, like even you know asking some colleagues and friends to give you you know to to prepare to train your presentation to receive feedback to be humble to change some things that you know people can give you really good advice as well. Um, so do that, you know, just hearing what people, uh, if people from different fields can understand what you, what you are saying, you can, 
I will, I will not say invite your, your grandmother or invite your, your cousin, but well, why not? But if, try, try and see if someone out of, of your field can understand uh, your presentation. That's a really good test. I know at least the field where you work and the impact of your work, that's a, that's a start. I agree. I, yeah, I do that a lot with my husband. <laughs> he knows everything that I do now, but I, I like to, to test. I like to see, I like when people, um, that are complete from completely different areas, ask me what I'm doing because I like, this is a challenge. Okay. I need to improve, but I just improve trying it, trying it and Okay, first time is not, it's probably going to be bad. Second time is going to be bad. Third time is going to be a bit better, but still not great. But then we get used to, uh, it's the same thing that first time my supervisor said like, oh, you can present yourself. And I was like, oh, what, what's that well, uh, presenting myself? And now <laughs> if he says that, I present myself, I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything can be, is this, is, you can train everything. It's a skill. You know, communication is a skill. It's not a gift. And this is also where we invite other scientists, please, with a good message, don't let that message be uh, in a closet uh, or in the lab. Just bring it uh, to the world. And this is also part of my mission. And that's also what I, why I also love to work to work with you, Carolina. So where people can, can find you? Um, do you want to tell us a bit about your project uh, or your future plans? Or if someone wants to know more about um, your work, where can I, they find you? I, I have a LinkedIn. Um, we will I, share. I, I yes, will, so you we can will share, share my, in the, in the yeah. description. Uh, I'm not extremely active on LinkedIn. I see if that, someone sent me a message, I will see it, but I don't share everything that I do there. Maybe I should. <laughs> Yet. Um, <laughs> That is my, the main social media <clears throat> related, work related. But um, now I'm finishing my PhD. So I'm in the final step that is writing the thesis, which is challenging. And I feel well, that- We notice after... in the voice, this weight, like <laughs> I'm writing the thesis. <laughs> I don't know if you'd notice the change of energy, like, okay. It's yeah, challenging. It's good. it's good, it's good. It's a final step, like. Yes, it's a final step. So yeah, I'm. That's my goal. I have let that goal like finishing, finishing, finishing. That's what moves me because it's hard. It's mentally hard. Um, and then after my PhD, I am not sure. So first, I need some holidays. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm not sure because I don't know if I'll still work in academia. I really like working with my supervisors. So I don't know if that opportunity will still be up or, but I also, I'm also interested in moving to academia, to industry. But, um, and I don't know, I have some, some uh, ideas in mind because I, I'm also, I am a person with a lot of ideas. <laughs> so and I believe that many. You will have many opportunities and difficulties to choose uh, from different options, but um, there's plenty of need in the work, the, the line of work that you do. Uh, so I guess any any path that you'll choose, it will be successful. Carolina, thank you. thank you so much for this conversation. It was really nice hearing your experience and thank you for sharing with us uh, your process and also your uh, 
you know what you felt in the in the during the the program we did and also the invitation for other scientists to you know go and work on their communication because their voice matters so thank you so much for being here it was a pleasure thank you Inesh I enjoyed it a lot it was really nice <laughs> I had a lot of fun <laughs> that's important thank you bye bye thank you for listening now I challenge you to implement right away one tip or strategy coming from this episode. If you want to know more about how to voice your value and prepare to challenges ahead, feel free to reach out and book a 30 minutes free call to discuss your goals with me. I would love to hear from you. And finally, always remember, your voice matters. Talking.